as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am Derek and with me is my wife, Corey, and we are so glad to join you once, once again. again. Yes. Once again. Yes. Yeah. Definitely glad. We are finishing up a series here that we've um, started in September, and the podcast for this last episode is just a little bit delayed, but we're finally recording it and getting it <laughs> out there. Uh, life's been a little busy for us, um, just different things going on, getting yep. moved into a new home and mm-hmm. and some busy parts of just kid things. and Yep. Yeah. So haven't had a free moment. It's been a little crazy, but um, but we definitely wanted to get this out there and finished uh, with this series that we've been doing called Letters to the Hurting. The other thing I wanted to mention, just for those who do look to get a new episode every week, we're going to take the month of October and just kind of hit pause on everything. Uh, one thing that I usually do with the blog, which is at DerekCharlesJohnson.com, is in October I just do kind of a throwback month, which usually means some blogs from the past year or going Mm -hmm. back, you know, back into the archives, whatever, and just dusting them off, reposting them and and just putting them out there. Just want to remind people like there's five years worth of material out there. So I like to bring a lot of good stuff. So it's good to bring some of it, bring some of it back. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh, The podcast, I'm not really sure how to do that. So I I decided we're just going to not do any re- sharing of anything, you know, at least on the actual podcast. What I hope to do is maybe share some clips that we've done over this year because we started back in February or March. So you've been doing it that long? Been doing it that long. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Time flies. All in twenty twenty one, but I finally got this up and running and we've got some thirty episodes or so, I think, of of what we've got. So I'd like to just kinda remind people like, hey, Throwing it back to some earlier episodes from the year, we did the uh, Encounter series, which was about just talking about Jesus. We did some stuff on, oh, I don't know, dating and marriage, parenting. Mm-hmm. We did all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some that have just been more central to the blog. I think I, on the, the Summer of Psalms, I think I did yeah. that, each uh, of those, and the Blessed Hope and this series. So just there's... There's a few out there, yeah. and if they blessed you, great. If you want to share them with somebody, awesome. Right. So all that out of the way, uh, we are diving into our last letters, letters to the hurting, letter to the hurting. Um, this one's a little a little tough. I think we both feel the weight of, of talking about this and, and maybe not necessarily always feeling like we personally are have walked through this right. to the extent that some have or are, you know, right. experiencing right now. Right. 
uh, this being called Dear Hurt and Grieving, basically talking about grief. Um, but some great verses there, I think, just to guide us as we jump in. And maybe you would just take those for us, Corey. Sure. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm thirty four eighteen. And blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew 5, 4. Yeah, so in... Just reworking this series. This was a series that, that we did a few years ago on the blog. I wanted to add one more week for this just to kind of round out the five weeks in September. And so this was, this was a new one that I hadn't written for that first time, but it just seemed to fit with, um, within the context of, of people that are, are hurting. If we're, if we're talking about different, you know, dealing with grief, dealing with anxiety, doubts, whatever. So, um, there's some overlap here, I'd say with, with other weeks a little bit. There's, there's, you know, grief can, can cause worry. Grief can cause doubting, um, all that sort of thing. So <clears throat> there's definitely things that can fit into some of the other things we've already talked about. But I think as we look at the world around us, you know, people are dealing with, with specific hurts mm-hmm. and, a lot of times that hurt stems from a place of grief. And we, we all know grief, you know, in the form of, of losing somebody where mm-hmm. somebody passes away. And that that's a, a, a period where we go through grief and it can be really a, just a very kind of long, open-ended thing where I think a person deals with that over right. time, right. forever. You yeah. always miss them. Right. You always miss them. You're always sorrowful about that and, and walking that out. Um, but you know, there's other losses too, just a loss of a, a relationship, maybe a, a friendship that kind of separates mm-hmm. and is, is kind of broken or a job, um, or a pet. Or a pet. Yep. That's a real thing. Losing a pet. Um, maybe just even just your own sense of purpose and what you're feeling life meaning <laughs> is meaning to you and, and, um, mm-hmm. uh, trying to recover that and grieving maybe where you thought you'd be or what, you know. Or just like loss of like, even just like a season of life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that is over. Right. And now I'm into this stage. This stage. Maybe like as parents, like empty nesters, empty nesters. Yeah. Your, your kids are growing up. You're, you're not in that phase anymore. And and you may have some, some like you said, and like you said, maybe like, loss of a sense of purpose because, mm-hmm. you know, you pour so much into your kids, it takes up so much of your time, and then all of a sudden you have all That's this different. extra time. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do with it? Yep. And it can be hard for people to transition mm-hmm. and move forward. So, right. Um, so, yeah, grief, you know, affects us all differently, and it can be more intense or less intense depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, my own example, and this is the only thing that I have that's that's fairly recent, is my my grandma, uh, Grandma Johnson. She passed away this past year in January, 96 years old. You know, you can say, and that's that's about the best way a person can go live a long, full life. Mm-hmm. You know, was ready for heaven. Um, we knew this this day would come eventually, you know, people, your, your grandmas, your grandpas, your mom's dad, your, people don't live forever. You know, you, right. you imagine them kind of always there, but, but there's a point at which they're not going to be there. Right. And, um, but you know, it was still, it was still hard to, to walk through that, um, mm-hmm. in our own way. 
And um, I think a lot of it's just selfish for my own, you know, source of encouragement that I would sometimes draw from her that she would just um, send texts or emails or, you know, just encouraging things that she would do. And you just, you're like, wow, now that's gone. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. And you miss it, you know, Mm -hmm. and you just miss not being able to just talk to her anytime you want to. One special lady. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, as I was typing this up and I just kind of think about all that, of course it just kind of hits you again and you're like, Oh, you know, it's, you could just kind of turn into that mushy puddle of just, uh, <laughs> you know, why, why, why do people have to die, and why this so much sorrow and sadness on on this side of eternity? Mm-hmm. Um, and so grief can just kind of kind of just sneak up on you and mm-hmm. just kind of like um, kind of overwhelm you a little bit. So I know people that are are listening to this, and and you know what I'm talking about even more so. Like you've you've lost somebody and it's been very sudden or it's been Mm -hmm. just, you know, very tragic situation. And so I'm sure grief is, is that much more profound for you on, on a fairly regular basis. And so my hope today, as you're listening through this, is that um, we can look at this topic through the lens of scripture and, you know, the emotions that we, the, the wave that we kind of ride up and down that, that we can somehow find some solace in scripture, that we can find some, something to ground us there. Um, more than just offering advice and being like, here is what you need to do. You know, this is suck it up, cowboy, that kind of a thing. Right. Like that's not at all where, no. where I want to go. Right. And, and even like we say, like not being as familiar with this topic as maybe some of the other ones. I'm not here to just say, this is what I think you should do. You know, rather, I, I think the best thing sometimes we can do for people that are in this category is just just meeting with them, just listening to mm-hmm. them, just being a person that they can kind of find um, a source of comfort or, or whatever that, mm-hmm. that just um, develops some trust. And so maybe you're that person who needs to to just be listened to, or maybe you're a person who, who needs to be that for somebody else who who is walking through a, a difficult road. So um, through all these points today, you know, I just, in the even in the midst of your hurt, I want to remind ourselves that Christ is the King. And the good news is he has defeated sin and death in the grave. So mm-hmm. even in our sorrow, mm-hmm. Jesus is victorious over all of that. So that's an amazing truth to, to just take to heart uh, as we, as we face loss in this life. So, let us dive in today. Um, this first point in this uh, Dear Hurt and Grieving is that Christ walks with us in our grief. And Corey, would you read that verse from Isaiah for us? Isaiah 53.3 He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. So we know Jesus as the, the conquering Savior. We know him as the one who went to the cross and um, you know, conquered death and sin, like mm-hmm. we talked about, and that's a that's a super powerful image to keep in mind. Um, but I think it's interesting to go through the Bible uh, passage like this in Isaiah, or to look at, yeah, Christ's uh, steps, um, path to the cross, uh, his his time consoling, uh, as we 
talk about here of, of consoling Mary and Martha and being mm-hmm. sorrowful over Lazarus. Like we know Jesus also was like a suffering savior. He, he had the weights and the, and the burden of grief upon him. Right. And so he was not uh, unfamiliar with those emotions, not mm-hmm. unfamiliar with pain and loss. And so I think that's a powerful thing to keep in mind that, that Jesus walks right alongside us in those seasons of, of grief mm-hmm. when it's, when it's, uh, when it's hard. Right. Um, and, and so this, you know, shortest verse in the Bible, maybe mm-hmm. if you've ever heard that. Is one John, everyone memorizes as a child when you say, yeah, memorize what, a Bible verse. Yeah, memorize a Bible verse. To get points or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. That's That shows his experience with, with grief. And, you know, the whole context of this verse is the death of Lazarus. And that's a, a friend of, of Jesus. It uh, said he was a close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, the brother of Mary and Martha, he, he stopped in and was it Bethany? I lived in Bethany. Bethany, yeah. he, he stopped at their house. They, they, you know, ate together. They did life together, fellowshiped. And, um, you know, we can say that, that in this story, as he learned of, of the death of, of Lazarus, and of course he, he knows he's Jesus, he's God, right. but he still felt the full weight of emotion as, as anybody who does that, that experiences loss. Mm-hmm. And, and that just is so cool to me because like Christ is so much like us in every way in, in, in terms of humanity, you know, right. that he, he still felt those, those emotions. He still felt right. that pain, but yet he's, he's still, God, he's still perfectly divine as right. well. He looked around, saw everybody else. Yeah. Crying. Crying, yep. And had empathy. Had empathy, yep. And um, <clears throat> in seeing Jesus in this context, we realize that even in our grief, in our grief, he is there. Um, there's no pit that's too deep that we, we can go where his presence does not also uh, follow us there. And if we were to, if we were to have grief and, and be apart from him, you know, then we would have no hope. You know, if our, if our grieving was just, there's no hope, there's nothing after this life, there's no, there's nothing else, then yeah, we, we would be pretty hopeless and pretty mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> broken over, right. you know, but, but we do have that hope because, uh, we do have him. And he holds us, he wraps us in his love. We can know that his heart hurts just as much as ours. And our pain Mm -hmm. is his pain. And he will walk with us on that road and and even carry us if necessary. Right. Remember the the footprints poem? Yes, yep. The two two, uh, paths of of footprints. And then it talks about, well, why, why sometimes there's one path, you know? Right. And it's like, well, that's where I had to carry you. And that's where, you know, I think sometimes in our grief, that's where he just picks us up and we're like, God, I can't go along. I can't mm-hmm. go any further, but, but you just got to keep taking me, you know? So, uh, Christ walks with us in our grief. Secondly, grief can coexist with hope. Right. And first Thessalonians there. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So, just a reminder, last month, 
or the series before this, we did a, a topic called The Blessed Hope. And in that, we were talking about Jesus's return, his second coming, and just the aspect of readiness that we must have as we wait. Mm-hmm. And as I started to think about this topic, you know, I was reminded that even in our grieving, we have hope. Amen. Yeah. Uh, sorrow, pain, and loss should, the fact that they exist should point us to the reality that nothing on this side of eternity is perfect. There's no, you know, death um, exists basically because of the fall. You right. know, that, that, that perfect ideal relationship that we were designed and created to have was broken because of sin. But because all of that exists, it should point us to that there is hope. There is one day that chance for reunion again and for all things to be made right and to be in Jesus' presence, to have that fellowship with the with our Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we, we can look at grief and have a sense that there there's something beyond this life. Mm-hmm. And just a real main point I had with this was that grief should not have the final word because it will not exist in heaven. Right. So it's a promise. Yeah. There's that, um, verse that verse in Revelation. Revelation. Yeah. About just no more, you will wipe, wipe every, tear. every tear. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's no, there's no sorrow. It's hard to imagine heaven sometimes because we look at earth and want to put it, in the context of well, well, what will heaven be like, you right. know? But we can't really do that because there's there's certain things like our our sadness, our sorrow, our tears, our grief. It's not going to be there because right. we'll be with our Jesus. Worry, our doubts, our struggles—pretty much what we spend ninety percent of our day doing. <laughs> yeah, won't be there. Right, right. It's all going to be uh, made new, and mm-hmm. and so, um. You know, as we, we mentioned already, apart from Jesus, there is no hope. Mm-hmm. We can't, we, we, if we don't know Christ, then, then it's hard to really wrap our mind around this. But, um, death, death is certain for, for everyone. Mm-hmm. And without hope, we view death as something to be feared and, and to be avoided at all costs. You know, that mm-hmm. we've had two years now of just everyone telling us that we need to be afraid because, we're we're all possibly at death's door at any right, moment, right. you know. So then we're afraid because oh, I could die, and then well, what happens after that, you know? Right. And I think a lot that of people have no answer for that. Nobody has an answer for that, so we just I mean, us as believers do, but right. No, the world doesn't. The world does not, and I think that's the whole part that gets people because it's like if you don't have that settled in your heart, you you fear it every day and then fear is a motivator to, to make you do certain things because Mm -hmm. you don't want to, you know, and a lot of people don't want to think about death. Like, I don't want to think about dying. I'm whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. but anyway, that the, the, there really is no fear when we, we know that we'll be with Jesus when we die, right? if we're in Christ and, and what grief really remains in the light of his coming. So, Mm If we can look past our grief and, and see hope, see heaven beyond that, the blessed hope, we're given strength from, from the Lord, I believe, to carry on and keep going. And, you know, it's a supernatural strength. It doesn't 
come from within ourselves. We don't just kind of pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and, and just keep going. It's something that the Holy Spirit indwells within us mm-hmm. and, and keeps our mind uh, on on things of of heaven and, and not of, of earth. Set you know? your mind on things above, yeah. not on earthly things. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it, it just allows us to to stand firm whatever we face. So our final point here today is that your grief can be redeemed. And again, this is a um, maybe a shift to think about grief in a different way as we go into this point, but I'll, I'll have you read Hebrews first there, and then we'll, we'll jump into that. Hebrews 9, 27 and 28. Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Yeah. So, like I said, it, it can be hard to think this way, but I think this is important. This is an important point. It's kind of where we we land the plane today. <laughs> you know, the grief that we walk through can really be used as a testimony for others. And, mm-hmm. you know, you may not feel that right away as you're dealing with um a certain type of loss of, of something you may not even remotely want to consider that, like how could God use this for, right. for good, you know? Right. But I think at, at some point you have to be open to the idea of there's, there's, there's something that can good that can come out of this still. There's something that, that God can use through this, this testimony of what, what has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because either that or we just we can turn inward and kind of just self focus um we can get very bitter about just what has happened and just kind of question the lord and mm-hmm. get very angry and upset um or like we said we can we can look upward mm-hmm. and that's not to lessen our grief that's not to say just get over it that's not to say move on get past it like I think even in the healing process of allowing your your grief to speak to other people to say, "Hey, this is an opportunity to for God to to use this for something good mm-hmm. that can help you heal and continue to move forward as well." Right. Um. So a question that we can just ask simply is: Is God? How can you use this loss for your good? Mm-hmm. You know, just a prayer that you can praise, like. I'm, I'm struggling with how to, to take this and, and see it used for good. But I believe that you can, Lord. How would you do that? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I don't think we go through anything, anything in life without the opportunity for God to to somehow use it. Right. And the loss, you know, perhaps the loss you've experienced is the same thing someone else is is trying to process, and someone mm-hmm. else is trying to to walk through and in your story of, of being there already and having experienced something is, is going to speak to that other person and, and give them encouragement and the opportunity to, to, to see uh, the hope beyond right. it. Right. Yeah. Um, Never be afraid to share your testimony. Yes. Yep. Even in, in times of, of grief and sorrow, mm-hmm. um, we all need to see, evidence um, because it gives us a sense of hope in our loss and even to bear witness to Christ in the midst of your pain. That's a powerful word. That's, that's a a powerful tool that that can be used 
the Holy Spirit working through you. And it might be uh, just a saving truth to someone else who mm-hmm. that they, they'll cling to it. So your grief can be redeemed. And, you know, as we kind of wrap up today, you know, I can't, like we said, I can't imagine some of the hurt that people have wrestled with. They're, they're in the midst of, uh, in, especially in just recent months and, and throughout the, the, the years, uh, you know, in the pandemic itself, as we've talked about, there's, there's been so many stories of, of tragedy mm-hmm. and even the, the ripple effects beyond the illness, you know, of, um, things like suicide and, and broken homes and loss of jobs and employment and, you know, other illnesses that people have come down with and just all these things that just kind of right. seem like they snowball because of, of what we're going through mm-hmm. and are still uh, definitely going through right at mm-hmm. this moment. You know, the world is just in this constant state of hurt. It's yeah. just, 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 you just feel broken. it. It's so, it's so broken. Yeah. And so, you know, when we lived apart from Christ, we knew that feeling of hopelessness. You know, if we, if we can think of before Christ where we were, mm-hmm. the, it's, it's something that we just, we feel every day and, and we can kind of try to remember and put ourselves in, in the shoes of, of the lost and the broken because that's where they're at all the time, whether mm-hmm. they know it at all, you know, sheep without a, a shepherd as, as the Bible talks about in, in Christ, just mm-hmm. his heart is, is moved to, to say we need to, to go, you know? Right. And so, you know, I think as we look at this letter to the hurting today and all the letters over the last few weeks, we know that in Christ, there's hope beyond any hardship. Mm-hmm. And the world, I think, is looking for real testimonies right now that speak of something unshakable, that people are looking for something that they can hang their hat on and they can say, I know this is true. I know, you know, this this is going to be here today. It's going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be here next week. And and that's the gospel. You know, whether people know it or not, when, mm-hmm. once it hits them, once they encounter Christ, they, they have to stop looking. They have to stop you know, mm-hmm. being in that place of, of constant just brokenness because Jesus comes in and, and he he heals, he fixes, he, he right. redeems. And so we can be the ones that, that help to get people to see that, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of sift through all the the haze and the fog of, of what is out there and, and just to shine that light brightly for Jesus and and help people to just find his presence where they can lay their burdens down, where they can find freedom, where mm-hmm. they can be set free, right. where That's, they can... That is all of our calling. A all, lot of times people struggle with, what's my calling? Yeah. That's it. That's it, right. It's it's as simple as that. You don't have to complicate it. And so I just, you know, as we wrap this up, I want to say if, if you're hurting today with, with this area of grief or, or just anything else that we've talked about over these last few weeks, I hope that you know that Jesus loves you and he stands with open arms ready to receive you. Mm-hmm. And, and he wants a relationship with you. Right. And, you know, that's something we'd love to talk about further just offline with through through email or however you can can kind of connect we we would love to just 
answer questions or, or help you take that step. If you're mm -hmm. saying, I want to know more about this Jesus and I want to know, um, this, this message be, that you speak of, because I'm in a place where I'm hurting and, and I, I don't see the hope that you're talking about. So, mm -hmm. so, and, uh, for the rest of us as Christians who, who know these things, you know, let's, let's go boldly before the Lord and, and believe that he's going to move mightily through our lives, that we, each have the opportunity to go out, especially in these times where the world is looking for answers. They're looking for something that is unshakable and, and unmovable that we, we can present that to them and say, it's Jesus. It's, it's, he's the answer for, for everything that we face today. Amen. So, all right, we'll closing that up and, uh, taking us out one mm -hmm. more time this, this, week with Ephesians 5. It always seems like it's, it hits right where we need it exactly. to be. Exactly. So, it's a good theme verse. There you go. All right. Thank you, Corey. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. We love you. Take care. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.